eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson, and it is roster projection time. There's always a chance that some cuts get announced before you listen to this. So for uh, timekeeping purposes for for the annals of history, Logan, it is 9.43 a.m. on Monday as we record this. So hopefully nothing we say gets dated quickly. Um, with that, uh, for those watching on YouTube, we're going to go ahead and pull up our handy dandy blank spreadsheet. 53 <laughs> spots on it, Logan. Ready to fill them out? Yeah, I am ready to fill them out, I guess. You know, like I think it's uh, this is a fun exercise, so let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Uh, I'm sure that's exactly what uh, the Martys and Ron are saying as they dive into their Let's Wednesday. see how it hey, goes. Uh, welcome back, fellas. Let's see how it goes. All right, so quarterback uh, is where we'll start because that's typically where these things start. Uh, Sam Howell uh, is QB1. You think so? No, I'm just kidding. I, I, do, I do believe that that's what they told us. Jacoby Brissett is QB2. And then I think we get to the first interesting discussion point, which is there's a lot of people that are very impressed with Jake Fromm. And I they think they had a good preseason, yeah. I think Fromm had a good camp, a good preseason. He was excellent in the last two games. But if I'm putting together this roster, I need that real estate, and I am not keeping three quarterbacks, even with the new rule change. No, and I, I think he's a guy that can easily get to practice squad. And, and it, I think the other thing is, like, if, you know, I think people think, oh, I guess he's got to clear waivers. He's got to clear waivers to get to practice squad, and other teams can claim him. But you can still have conversations with that player, potentially, about, like, you know, getting him back on the roster. I, I think it's fine. I think... Jake Fromm is an excellent three. I think he'll make it to practice squad. I think he's got practice squad eligibility. I just kind of went through the roster this morning and figured out who would be good fits for practice practice squad. Excuse me, and he feels like a perfect guy. So you know, I think he'll be around the organization. I think in a pinch, you can elevate him if you need to. He's a good backup. I think that's. I understand why people are fired up about him. I'm fired up about him too. Like Fred Smoot's always giving me a hard time because I'm talking about Jake all the time. But I think he's had a really good off season, you know, and I think he deserves to have that people talking about him but i do think 
Those are your top two. He's not beating Jacoby Brissett, especially when you pay Jacoby Brissett $10 million. He's your, he's your practice squad quarterback. For sure. And can we just, can we double click on that for a second? Because there are people that, and there's like loud, loud, you know, fan voices, I'll say that, and some guys that I like, like, I know I saw big Doug saying the other day, like, Hey, I really like from like, should he be QB two? Yeah. Why that is, uh, is not palatable. I mean, I, I understand beyond the, people, beyond the money. Yeah. I understand why people say that, but I, I think what you're doing with your second quarterback is you're looking for some type of assurance and some type of confidence in that player. And for me, a guy that has played for eight years in the NFL, has been in multiple different offenses, has seen NFL defenses, knows what the speed is, and Jake has played, but not to the level that Jacoby's played. It's and, not gone well when Jake has played. I looked it up the other day. You know his career QBR? I have no idea. It's 15.4. Yeah, so, I mean, we saw how he played in the, what was that, the 17th game of 2000. 2020 or 21 yeah like like i think he's a very talented guy i think he's got a good arm i think he's i think he's got some moxie to him that gets you excited i think there's a lot of things there to me he's like taylor heineke plus kind of you know and one of the reasons you bring jacoby Brissett in is because he's better than taylor heineke and it's not from the preseason like jacoby's had a good preseason good good training camp i think pretty good preseason i think a lot of people look at yesterday's game and are like oh jacoby you know from one-to-one comparison he's playing against better guys in the preseason and Say what you want about Jake. Like this is speaking from my personal experience. When I got to play the last half of a preseason game, I knew I was going to dominate that son of a gun. Because there's a lot of dudes out there who don't play football. You know what I'm saying? Like who aren't who aren't going to be playing football here in three weeks. And you can get after those guys. And I think there's a little bit of that going on. And I will say this team and the depth of this team also supports them at a really high level. Like that third string offensive line did a great job. The third string wide receivers like Bryson Tremaine, Tinsley, um, you know, Kaz Allen, name name your guy. Those guys are are good football players that deserve a shot at playing in the NFL. Curtis Hodges is the tight end. You know what I mean? Like they've got they've got guys that are are good around him. And usually that's not the situation with a third quarterback, so they don't look as good. But here that they did a great job of insulating him and supporting him, and he had a good performance. And I think uh, but ultimately, like I want the guy who's who's played better against NFL defenses. Who was one of the, he was a top fifteen graded quarterback in the NFL last year in Jacoby Brissett, and a guy with great leadership skills, great experience, especially to support someone like Sam. I don't want two young guys in the room um, if I can help it. And Jacoby to me is just too valuable. Like it, the experience is is what you're what you're getting there, and that's extremely valuable. Like when I was in Atlanta, for example, Matt Schaub is the backup quarterback, and Matt Schaub I think is a good player. Um, you know, he, when he had to get in, it wasn't always the best, but his leadership in the building, the way he supported Matt Ryan, the way he supported different positions, it was like having another coach there. And I think Jacoby might not be to that level, but I think he brings a lot of that. And I think that's something that, again, you'll never, that'll never show up, you know, on a stat sheet, but that brings wins to your football team when you got guys like that on the roster. 100%. He's a better player. He's got more experience. And I think something that, that I'm going to keep bringing up is who, like, how do you not lose good players? How, like, how do you make decisions that make it so that you don't lose guys? If you cut Brissett, he's gone. Someone else will sign him in sure. five seconds. If you cut from, you bring him back on Wednesday or Thursday as the practice squad quarterback and you don't think twice about it. And is there a chance someone could pick him up as the, as their three active? I guess. There's a chance, and and you know if they don't want to pay him, 
Because sometimes you can pay a practice squad guy, you know, a, a veteran minimum, and they'll be like, yeah, no, I'll stick around. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be the three here, the three there. And if the money's the same, I'd rather just stay with, I'd rather stay with Eric Bieniemy, right? Um, he can make that decision. You know. like yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. A place where they've played three quarterbacks every year since 2017. So, you know, I, those conversations can happen. But I, one of the things that's going to come up for sure in some other position groups is, Certain guys, I think, are going to be easier to keep on the practice squad and yeah. continue to develop. And even if you call them up in the middle of the season when they've had a chance to continue practicing and get better, fine. But for right now, I just think there's too much real estate in other positions. From is, I don't want to say guaranteed, but much more likely to get through the practice squad. And all that stuff is even secondary to the fact that Jacoby Brissett is a, I would even say, significantly better player than Jake Fromm at this stage of their careers. And so that this is pretty easy to me. We'll take two uh, quarterbacks: Hal Brissett. From uh, I'll even I'll even put Fromm's name down over here in this other column as guys that we would like to keep on the practice squad, and we'll 100%. see how many we wind up with. I mean, there's no the doubt end. about it. Like he's like that's a guy you want in your program, you want in your building. Like there's no doubt in my mind that's what you want. So. He deserves yeah. to be around, I guess is what I'm saying. 100%. And like, you know, we talked about guys that aren't going to be playing football here in a couple of weeks. Like there's a level above that that is practice squad guys, guys that are going to be practicing football yep. for most much of the next year. And Jake Fromm's at that level where if he went to a USFL or an XFL, like he'd be one of the better players for 100%. sure. And that's like salute to him for that. That's hard. You're still one of the best one to 2% football players in the entire planet. But, you know, making an NFL roster, the bar is higher than that. All right, running backs. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr. Wow, check. Is, you're really... Antonio Gibson. Check. Chris Rodriguez. <laughs> check. Check. Anybody else? No. I think um, I think Alex Armo would be an interesting one. I don't know how you want to classify him. And, you saying, know, is, is he on your 53? Because if so, we can write him down. Because so he's thing, on mine. The thing about Alex Arma in, in the next 48 hours is I think Alex Arma will be a, a huge contributing member to this football team this year. He's going to play fullback. He'll play a little tight end. He'll probably play some teams. But because he is a fullback, I think he's a guy that you could put on waivers if you're trying to make Ooh. a roster move. You know what I mean? And just kind of have him sit there and then re-sign him on you know Thursday if you wanted to. You know, like have him sit around for a couple of days. Like basically what Kyle did to me when I was in San Francisco. Um, I think he's that type of guy, and uh, that's again he, he'll be on the team for a big chunk of the year. He's going to play football for this team, but does he make the fifty three on on Tuesday? Yeah, or Tuesday four o'clock. Does he make the fifty three? I think he because of the position that he plays and because of the low value of that position. I don't know, but again, he'll be okay. around quite a bit. So let's do this. Let's put him down for right now. Yeah. Um, and if we need the spot, we'll come back because that's yeah. a really great point. And I haven't heard anybody else say that. And it's really smart because some of this roster finagling is absolutely going to need to happen for this team. And that is a guy that, um, you know, and the thing is, too, like I, I would bet he's probably on like a one year deal. It doesn't really affect his money at all. Yeah. Like if Ron, it goes to him, is like, look, man, you're going to be on the team on Thursday. We just need to keep, you know, some other guys. We're like going to bring you right back. Or whatever, we need to like get someone to IR like. You know, I understand that you don't have to say yes, but like this is what we would like to do, and we think that we can get away with it with you because of the position you play. Like, if I'm him, I'm like, yeah, okay. And if someone offers me another bigger deal to come there, then like, sorry, Take screwed it. up, Ron. Uh, but that's the that's a risk probably worth taking. I I don't the mentally the way I've lined this up for me, I don't think we're gonna need to do that with him. But 
it's a really good point. So we're going to put him down and, and know we can come back to him. Yeah. But I was I think, just thinking for like big Phil later on, you know, if you need yeah, to get him to IR. He's, he's the guy that we're, we're kind of hinting about for sure. But I think, you know, we talk about the game, like Jared Patterson showed that he's a, he's a four, a guy, if you will, like he's yeah. better than a triple a player, but he's not quite a major leaguer. Yeah. Um, he, but the problem is for him and for Jonathan Williams is they are one of, you know, a dime a dozen running backs around the NFL that are like that. Every team has a Jared Patterson and a Jonathan Williams. And that's just, yeah. that like embodies the problem. It's not that they're good football players who couldn't average four yards a carry behind the right of the line in the right system in this league. It's just that there's a bunch of dudes who could do that. And also I think we got to give Chris Rodriguez his credit. Like Chris Rodriguez came out and played at a really high level. He did some really excellent things. You know, he had the fumble, but I think highest yards per carry of any running back uh, for, for this team in the preseason did an excellent job. You see the physicality, you see the vision, and I, I think he deserves it. You know what I mean? Like there was a conversation earlier this offseason. I remember EB had a presser where he's like, Chris Rodriguez has to earn that spot. And I said to him, I was, and, and I didn't say to him, but you know, like in my mind, I was like, oh, he still likes Jonathan Williams. But I think Chris Rodriguez has just consistently played better. He's a guy that when the pads came on, really came to life and I think deserves a ton of credit. So, um, you know, hats off to Chris Rodriguez. I think he's earned that position. And, you know, like, again, he's a draft pick, which helps out, but I don't think it's because he's a draft pick. Like some guys we're going to talk about later, it's like they got to stay because they're draft picks. Mm -hmm. He's not that way. I think he did. He, gen he genuinely earned that spot. So good for him. I think he did more than that. I think he earned carries. Like, yeah, I think he, he ran well enough that he's going to get in the rotation uh, with some regularity. And we'll see, obviously, how it plays out in the regular season, uh, whether he keeps that up once he's playing against ones with ones. But, man, sure. he was great. Um, I think he might have. He was one of the leading rushers in the entire NFL in the preseason. I think um, so, yeah. so uh, good job, Chris Rodriguez. All right. Uh, I put Patterson and Williams on the practice squad. Um, probably only one know, of those guys. Was, I did. I did this exercise earlier just to see. Um, what, you know, so if, since you did it, what's the practice squad rule? Remind everybody like what we're talking about here. So it's a little bit more complicated now than it used to be. It used to be like seven guys and they all had to have less than three years experience. Now you can have six guys of unlimited experience, 10 guys of two years of experience and an unlimited number of, of, uh, or 16 guys with, um, what is it like no experience no so what that so what that or we're so active that, less than nine games in one season yeah so what that means it's like you can't have what is that you can't have 16 plus 16 it's like you can have a maximum of 10 of the 16 from the right. from that those first two categories so you can have 10 guys with nfl experience the remaining uh you know the remaining six have to be guys with no experience or however you want to allocate those roster spots but you can have it on you could have 16 guys with with no accrued seasons you could have 10 guys with two accrued seasons and and six guys with no experience, but you need to have at least six guys, like six true rookies basically on the roster um, to, to kind of flesh that out and make sure you're developing new talent. So does, it, does that make sense, Greg? It's like, it's a little confusing because yeah. it's, it's six, you can have so a there's total kind of, of there's there's ten limited spots ten limited spots yes and six of those can be anybody the remaining four have to be two years or less and then the last six are guys with no experience and let's say like you're the Rams for example right and you've got a million rookies all sixteen spots can be rookies like sixteen right. like that's the flex spot they can you can have as many of those guys as you want so I think that's kind of the the way I look at it so the the problem here is when I did this earlier is you have a whole bunch of offensive linemen you want to keep, and I don't know if you're going to keep two running backs on the practice squad. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. All right, so we'll circle back around to the practice squad later. I'm going to write both yeah. guys down for right now. Yeah, no. All right, so yeah. fullback, Arma, for right now. 
Um, all right, tight end. Um, I'm going to write down three tight end slots. Is that good, or do I need to put a fourth for you? That's kind of how I feel. The only thing that gets me gives me even a second's pause is how healthy is Logan Thomas. Yep. Um, you know, like, do you need to keep? I, I don't think Curtis Hodges has earned that spot. I kind of think uh, Dylan has played a little bit more consistent football than him, and he's got some experience playing an NFL game, so maybe that's the way you go. But again, I think both those guys probably get the practice squad, and then you can elevate as needed based on week one. So um, I, I, that's that's kind of my thought. I think these guys, the guys you've listed, Logan Thomas, uh, John Banks, Cole Turner, have they, they deserve it. I mean, Logan Thomas was the hottest player on the offense when he was healthy. John Bates has been John Bates, super consistent. And Cole Turner seems to get better each and every day. And like that catch that he had, the the, the game he had against Baltimore, I thought was outstanding. So I think um, I think you're in a pretty good spot. With, with, with those three, it's just about where is Logan Thomas in terms of health? Is he a potential like short-term IR guy? Um, and if that's the case, then you need to bring someone else in is it Hodges or Dylan, or do you look on the uh, on the waiver wire to try try to find someone new? Yeah, I I think Logan Thomas is going to be ready for Week One. Um, so do he has I, been but trending. I'm just saying... Yeah, no, it's a good point to bring up. He has been trend. The good news is he's been trending in the right direction. Um, he has continually done more. He has been on the side fields. They know they've got time. They've still got what two weeks to to continue to ramp him up. Yeah. So I I think they're going to be fine, and that's not going to be an issue. I do also agree with you though, especially with the the day that dylan had the other day like blocking and receiving he has been more consistent than curtis hodges Um, but hodges is the higher upside play where if you're looking future practice squad like we want to continue to develop so i think it's smart to write both those down on the practice squad side but i think that uh it's pretty straightforward all right uh offensive line now now we get to to have some fun um so if we start obviously with the five starters and two most obvious swing guys, sure. Um, then you got Charles. Did I tell you I was listening to Ben Standing do something today? And he's like, "Do you think Chris Paul gets cut?" And I was like, "Whoa, that came out of nowhere." Ben Standing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (laughs) No. Standing. What are we doing? Standing taking a swing for the fences. He does that from every time to time. He's a wild one, that Ben Standing. You think he's he's just a... Uh, a coy guy and, a, and always wearing a baseball cap. No, he's a wild one. That <laughs> All right. Sadiq, Charles, uh, and Gates. then you got Nick Gates, got Sam Cosby, Cosby and, and Wiley. Uh, Andrew Wiley. And then to call him got, Tony. That's bad. No, he, he used to do PR. I know. Uh, he's, he's does would not be a good right tackle. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. Chris Paul. And then Cornelius Lucas. For sure. And I think the next most obvious one is, which without a doubt, is Ricky Stromberg. Yes. So So I think those are the eight locks for this team. There's obviously going to be more linemen, but if I had to pick guys that, like, of the human beings, those are the guys. Yep. Then you get to some philosophical shenanigans here. 
Paris old Matt, shenanigans. Yeah, Matt Paris asked a good question um, of Ron on Thursday, which is, you know, you guys have not really ever cut draft picks. Is that a philosophical thing or just like, have you done a good job and they've done a good job? Like, what's the deal there? And he said, no, it's it's kind of philosophical where we draft a guy, it's because we believe in him. And even if he's not necessarily ready to go right away and play a role for us, like we know that we can develop them in, into doing what we want them to do down the road. Mm. So I'm like, okay, well, there's that. Um, and that's kind of the Braden Daniels question. Um, yeah. Also, I mean, you can talk about how he played in the game the other night, but he's a guy that if you're going to have a red shirt dude this year, he's the guy and you drafted him. And this is why it's important when we talk about overdrafting or underdrafting a guy, when we do the draft breakdowns in the spring, like he's a guy that you drafted higher than I think most teams would have. So you might be able to get into practice squad, but I, I just don't think they're going to even mess with that. No, he's, he's on the 53. I think he's trending in the right direction. I do think it's a red shirt year for him. I think it's going to be, but you know, to his credit. And again, like we've been, we've been pretty critical of Braden Daniels on this show. Like he's playing better. And there are times where you see really, really high athletic flashes, which is again, why you sign him. So he's done enough to me. I don't want to say to, to warrant that, but it does feel like he's, he's trending in the right direction he's given you enough optimism. I think especially watching him in the last two preseason games to say, all right, you know, he's not there right now, but you know, maybe week eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, uh, he kind of comes into form kind of like Chris Paul did last year, you know? And again, it's very different in terms of where they were drafted, but I do think like he's got that kind of really high, <clears throat> excuse me, athletic upside that gets you excited. So, um, you know, has he had the best preseason of all time? No. Is he Ricky Stromberg? No. But I do think he's shown you enough that says, okay, let's see what happens uh, over the course of the year, and he'll be on the roster. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. That's nine. Now what? And I think you keep 10. I think just from what I've been hearing, um, I think you keep 10, and I think that guy's Tyler Larson. And again, this is not what I would do. This is a little bit of a predictive thing. I, uh, we've talked about Tyler a ton. We talked about him on the last show. Like, He's had an outstanding preseason. In the games, he's been great. In practice, he's been great. He's the consummate pro. He looks like he's healthy. Check, 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 check. All great. You know, so, and because of this team's proclivity for center, he seems like the next guy. And again, it kind of goes back, not in the same way, but to the Jacoby Percent point. Like, he's a good locker room guy. He's a good leader. He's a good mentor. Like, you need guys like that on the team. I wouldn't hate it. The guy that I would potentially take if I was making the roster would be Scott. But, um, you know, Scott's been kind of fine. You know, he's not done yeah. enough to say, like, I emphatically deserve to be on the roster. So I would say, um, I would say, I would probably go, if, if I'm trying to be in the team set, I'd probably go Tyler Larson. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, and I think this goes back to my philosophy of how do you do this so you don't lose good players? And Trent Scott's a lot easier to get to practice squad than Tyler Larson. Yeah. A veteran center who's got some game experience. Um, and by the way, he, unlike Trent Scott, like Larson takes up one of those really valuable uh, limited or practice squad spots. That is if true. You, yep. If you get him, Trent Scott's just a practice squad guy if you want to throw him there. I will say a good job, Trent Scott, Scott the other night at left tackle. Um, he had been playing pretty exclusively right, right. if I'm remembering correctly. Yep. And then all of a sudden I look up in the game and I'm like, whoa, that's 73 on the left. Yep. Nice job. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and put him on practice squad um I'm the, guessing this, is, some this is really interesting i think brooks on practice squad 
And then you go like, is Laufenberg on practice squad? Is Montero has been like the best offensive lineman outside of those guys. And then you say, do you go, uh, John Smith is another guy that has had a really good off season. He's 28 and with his first year of experience coming this year. So I don't know, man, it's, um, it's going to be this, 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 this is these, these five guys I think are really interesting for practice squad and, and the way they want to go. I think. I think Noah Laufenberg, for those watching on YouTube right now, seeing me struggle, Noah Laufenberg's got to go because I can't spell his name. Yeah. Uh, but we got it. We got Noah Laufenberg on, on our, our list. Montero is super interesting to me because yeah. he's got that guard tackle flex. He's been really good. Has he played tackle for the team? I haven't yeah, seen he, him do he it did preseason. in the past. Like He was okay. always listed as a tackle previously, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's, a, he's playing guard now, and he's really yeah. good at it. Well, what do you yeah. know? All right, so that gets us... 19 on offense or we miss we're missing a position we're missing wide receivers yes okay i was like that is way short come on hoffman let's get it together all right i'm gonna put down uh let's see one two three four five six receivers that seems uh, right to get started uh so we got terry mclaren good football player jahan dodson curtis samuel uh diami brown Byron Pringle. Yeah. Are we are we still sure about him? I don't know, man. Like I I think so. You know, I think he's done enough. I think the relationship with EB, I think he's played NFL football. That feels like the next spot. I mean, if you're looking just based on production in camp, you'd say Dax would go there, but I think Byron's got a little bit more athletic upside, knows the offense a little bit better. So And he's played some teams too, right? And it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, he's done a little bit. Yeah, he's he's done a little bit of that kind of stuff. Um he's not like a killer, but he's he's yeah. he's done it and he can do it. So I'd that cuz I don't know who you put ahead of him. I think you know, I've heard some names thrown around like oh, Tinsley should be in that spot. I'd probably go again with the experience here cuz I I do think despite how good Tinsley was, I think you could still get him to practice squad. Um Yeah. So I'd say I'd say Pringle, and then the sixth spot for me. I don't know if you disagree. Is Dax? Like it's I know easy that's, for me. That's not like a super. I, I, yeah, drug. I mean it. It is going to be a controversial take because people like upside, but the game Kaz Allen had made this so easy, and it is yeah. the. It's it's not that all of a sudden I think he sucks. It's the actual epitome of my philosophy thing of how do you do this where you don't lose good players, right? Kaz Allen, because of his drops the other night, which is what teams know of him because practice is not public, yeah, is probably very easily getting you getting the practice squad. He was an undrafted free agent. Priority, you paid him a little bit extra money, whatever. There's probably some amount of competition. But if a team really loved him, they would have drafted him. His last performance was not good. Yeah. But he's a guy that I want around exactly in a practice squad role, continue yeah. to get better, continue to work on your hands, continue to field punts every day so that you get used to it. I mean, B. Mitch told the story on the broadcast. He told it on my show last week. He's told it a million places. I'm sure he said it on his show too. Like the first time he ever caught punts because he was a college quarterback that turned into a should-be Hall of Fame returner. Like the, the punter punted 20 balls at him and he caught zero of them and touched one. Catching <laughs> punts is hard. But if he continues to practice it every day, by week seven, if Dax Milne is still giving you nothing in the punt return game, you could call up Kaz Allen. Like, and, and injuries that's are a ideal thing, too. In injuries some ways. are a thing. Like maybe yeah. 
maybe Pringle gets hurt or Diami gets hurt and Dax is now kind of rotating in as that fourth fourth receiver and Allen needs to come in and return kicks. Like, like he's a, he's a good guy to have around. I think the other thing I would point out for fans who don't watch practice every day is that he was very hot when he first kind of got healthy and was back practicing and has cooled significantly in terms of how he was catching the football. And I think he's got excellent route running ability, but I think he just he got a little bit of the dropsies. And I will say I've been around teams where guys get cold at the wrong time and they end up on practice squad. And if he had continued to maintain that level of performance from early in camp to now, caught those two balls in the game the other day, um, you know, caught a couple balls again in the in the joint practice against Baltimore. I think he I think he's I think he's on even with the muff punt. But I think it's 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 more of an aggregate of everything else he's been doing. That again, he shows you the athleticism. He shows you the quickness. He shows you the suddenness. He shows you the the, the versatility. You know, running back, slot receiver, all this kind of stuff. But it, the consistency of his play just hasn't been there to me. And I think you're in a spot where, you know, like this, this seems like a very natural thing. Just leave him there. Let him develop. This is exactly what the practice squad is for. And um, again, we don't we're not saying he's a bad player. I just don't think he's ready right now. Hundred percent. So let's talk about Mitchell Tinsley because dude had himself a game, a day, and yeah. he has found the end zone a ton in camp. I, I mean, I think a lot of us have been on him early because he just kept catching touchdowns. He didn't have necessarily the highest volume of production, uh, but he sure. just he consistently got open at the right time and found himself in the end zone. And he has. Uh, one and a half the other night, if you will, um, you know, has the one call back at the one yard line and was wide open. If, if, uh, Jake Fromm had chosen to throw to him instead of Bryson Tremaine did his job again down in the red zone. But this is one of those where it's like every team's kind of got a Mitchell Tinsley. They've got a really talented young receiver. Um, and it comes down to, yeah, you know, the, 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 what does he bring, bring on special teams and Dax Milne will catch you punts. And Mitchell Tinsley doesn't really bring a lot on special teams. So I think that's kind of the biggest difference uh, on that side of it. Plus, from a receiver standpoint, um, Dax can play more spots. And so as a backup who might need to be summoned in in any given position at any point in a game, you trust Dax Milne to, to do the right thing even if he's not going to be super explosive in doing it. Uh, I totally agree. And I think if if Tinsley had had opportunities to catch punts in the preseason, I think we're having a different conversation here. But because we he hasn't done it in a preseason game, he did it limited. He, he was he was doing it in practice, but never got the opportunity in the game because they really wanted to see if Allen could go. Um, I think you kind of say to yourself, like, exactly to your point, like he didn't have an opportunity to kind of be that guy, show that he could do it. Um, and I think that gets you to practice squad. Now he's a guy that I think is is, is very very similar to Dax in terms of his skill set. I think he can play multiple positions. He can do multiple different things. Um, I think he's very very skilled and nuanced in terms of his route running ability. Um, so I think he's got a. I think he, I think he's an NFL football player. I don't know about this year, but probably next year, and a guy that you feel pretty good about. So uh, I think again, you want to keep him around. I think if there's any kind of whispers that he's going to be doing you know, someone's interested in or interested in him or whatever. I think you, you, you maybe sign him to the 53 and cut one of these other guys. But, um, but I, I, I agree with your analysis, sir. Other guy I'm going to write down for potential practice squad consideration is Bryson Germain. I um, think had a really good camp. He's also different than any other guy they had. He's the tallest guy in the room. Yeah. And I, and I like him. And the other guy was that I think would just to bring up in conversation is Marcus Kemp for the practice squad. I don't yeah. think he makes it to the practice squad because of, 
you know, those veteran spots are so valuable. Um, you know, like the, the thing that I would say about him, uh, Marcus Kemp, I know a lot of people are asking about him is to me, he's not, he doesn't bring something that, that is that much different than Bryson Tremaine. Bryson Tremaine is younger. He's cheaper. I think he's got more upside in specific special team situations, specifically as a gunner. And again, I, the, the staff might disagree with me on that, but I think Tremaine watching his college film can be good in that role, much like Cam Sims was. So that's someone I would just kind of, I think, beats out Kemp for the practice squad spot. And a guy that I, I, I really want to, I hope, is on the practice squad. I really, really do. I think when, once we get to the practice squad portion of this, like you'll see it's, it's going to be really, really tight. Um, but a guy that I think has a lot of upside and can be a good pro. So I think you try to find a way to keep all three of those guys if you can. Yeah, and uh, live live stuff. Uh, Marcus Kemp actually is already on the block, so he's been yeah. released, uh, according to Ian Rappaport, first. Um, there's been a couple of other cuts, uh, no one that's even come up in our conversations yet. Um, you know, some of them are defensive guys, uh, yeah. so we'll we'll get to those as as we get to them. But and that, and yeah, that Kemp, makes sense because he was Kemp, a guy that. I was going to say, Kemp is a guy that you release early as a veteran, give him a chance to go get on another roster. And if not, I agree with you that he could be a really, really good guy to keep around because he's a very good special teams player. Um, and that was kind of the thought when he was brought in was he was going to be not a direct Cam Sims replacement, but that kind of guy. Yep. Um, and it just never really panned out for him here. Um, Pringle uh, is the guy that the former chief that that made the uh, sure yeah the list. All right. Um, so that's the offense. Anything else we want to say on the offense? No, no, I think I just like how many guys we have practice squad listed here just real quick to, to review. Uh, that's four. That's five, five. nine, 11, 13, 14. Yeah. So, so we're th- definitely gonna be making some cuts, some cuts in that group. And it, it's tough, man, because I think all those guys have played good football. I think the roster, I feel good about the roster. But in terms of the guys that you want to keep around and develop, that's I think that's also another really compelling thing uh, for, for this group. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 